The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, the Power of Water. Well, many years ago, nine years ago, I was asked if I wanted to have my own radio talk show, and I said, yes, I'm going to call it the Power of Water. Water on this planet is our life. Without it, there is no life. What has happened to our priorities is just amazing, but that's okay. It's never too late because the water does come down from the atmosphere. Now, to understand where I come from, to have a radio talk show called The Power of Water and be so long ago and then be understanding the future of what might be that we could help to have a a message and education to our planet, everyone all over the world with Voice America and our syndicated partners. Water on the planet came after the atmosphere began a climate change. There was water in your air, in the atmosphere, clear around the globe of the planet. Water in the atmosphere called air. That water that's always there is invisible to you, but you wouldn't be alive without it. It's what keeps you alive. When it came to the planet Earth and droplets became, came down, and then life began with soil, not sand, with soil. And then the soil began to develop a life. The when it would absorb through the soil, it would go down below the planet Earth in what we might look envision cavities. All through the center of Earth, we call them aquifers. Those aquifers filled up with water, and then when the water would fill up, the water would come to the surface and have a pond, a stream, a river, a lake, to the lowest point, to an ocean, would be at the lowest point. Water is what brought all life to the planet. Everything you see, every little grain of soil, every little grain of sand, every little grain of life, and it all is an organism of life and and depends upon each other. Whether you look at an ant, you look at the sand, you look at the soil, you look at a fern, you look at the bark on a tree, living human beings and all the animals and all that is on the planet all depend upon each other as an organism of life, which depends upon water. Fresh water is vital. It's beyond all imagination, so 
so important to your whole life. You're not living in seawater. You're living in the atmosphere. When you come from your mother's pocket of water and the birthing room spot, you came from water to live in the atmosphere's water vapor. That water vapor is what keeps you alive. It's vital. The body of the person is water, up to 70% or better water. The brain, 80 to 85% water. Your eyes at the surface of your eye, when that eyelid opens, is the surface and the aqueous layer of the surface is 99% water. The lungs, 75 to 80. Your teeth, 8 to 10% water. Your bones, 20 to 25% water. Blood, 50% water. What are we? How important is water? What happened to our priorities? It's vital. Our atmosphere's water vapor is having a change. What are all these diseases that we may discover that are out of control? Can any medical company keep up with all of them? Because there's something to remind yourself of for you to learn that when you were born and you opened that eyelid and that eye has to have vision impairment with the atmosphere's water balance to your eye's absorption with the humidity from the atmosphere. What is vision impairment? What is an allergy? What are the blurring, the burning, the itching? Problems to see farsighted, uh, uh, nearsighted. We could go on and on and on. The blurriness, the fatigue. It's vision impairment is the eyes are saying to you, I can't get enough water out of the atmosphere. You need to drink more water. My brain can't kick in enough because the brain and the eyes are connected in the womb at the same moment. Nature's reason. You must drink eight to ten full glasses of water a day. And I will tell you what other doctors have been saying to you on the show. When you drink serious water to, for health, drink one full glass at a time to absorb you wouldn't water your plants by a sip. You plant, you water them with a full cup, a full pitcher, or if you're out watering your yard, your gardens, you're not going to do it by a sip. You're going to keep getting the absorption. Your body needs to absorb. You're also needing to breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth the water vapor. The atmosphere is breathing. It's nature's way for you to breathe. And it's your way to filter the lungs and keep the toxin coming out of the mouth. Learn to breathe. Nutritious. Nutrition. We're learning from all the latest. There is new technology and what's better to eat more commonly during the week. Yes, we can cheat. Once in a while, have some carbohydrate or sugar, but remember your serious health eating is more toward the vegan. The fruit the vegetables, and the darker green, the better. How you get your protein and your nutrients out of how you eat. There's a new book out there that Dr. Campbell has written, and we'll get him on the show with Dr. Payton. So Dr. Payton can discuss with him both of them. That Dr. Campbell has said, the book W-H-O-L-E, Whole. He's the author behind the China study that just went wild with a new technology of eating, how to cook it. 
and how to get your protein, your nutrients, everything you need out of those vegetables and fruits. To keep that body has to digest. That body has to keep filtering with the atmosphere you're living with. Now, here's the next part. The atmosphere you're living with, you must have moderate exercise, and then you must have excellent sleep. You must learn how you personally can sleep. Don't just put your head on the pillow and think it's just going to happen. Learn how to do some certain breathing exercises to go to sleep. Learn some certain little techniques for yourself, how to sleep for you to prepare and if you should wake up. Remember, it's up to you. No two people are evaporating the same of their body water. The earth around the planet is evaporating differently too. You can look out the door and see the evaporation of water loss. You are individually evaporating every day from the moment you left your mother's pocket of water and living in the atmosphere. If you're not drinking enough water, you're going to be even more so. If you're not eating the proper nutrition, yes, you're going to be more so, evaporating quicker. If you're not getting proper sleep, but it's going to be breathing, drinking the proper water, and the proper nutrition that's going to slow your evaporation loss down so you won't be out of control. And what is the addiction to what? It's if you're over-evaporating, you're addicted to something because you are not able to control that body water loss, living with the water in the atmosphere. And it's the water in your atmosphere that's your greatest influence, then you come second. And what you learn how to slow that body water evaporation down. It's vital. Very important. Now, my secretary, Bonnie Mark, every week looks up certain things on the Internet with algorithm keywords. And this week she looked up, search how bad is the drought in the West. Type that one in. You're going to be just startled about what's happening all over the world. You can type that in, in the West in the United States. And by the way, this radio talk show comes from Oregon. We're in Grants Pass, Oregon, in the United States of America. So when we say West, we mean where California, Oregon, and Washington, and New Mexico, and Arizona are located. But in California, they're having a record out-of-control drought. Type in drought and your well. That's another one. Type in drought in the West. And when you're coming into the West, you might type in California. Scientists warn the western U.S. could face a mega drought on the whole West Coast. So be sure, and when you're typing in those key words that you'll get, then there's the thousand years of a study that is what is happening with a problem that is going on in California And in the West Coast, it's a thousand years of problem. Worst drought in thousand years predicted for the whole American West. That is serious. That's fresh water. We had some people on the show this last fall when children were starting school without having their clothes washed. California's rationing water. Children going to school, they have to buy bottled water. And that's okay. I'm so, I think the heroes out there are the bottled water to drink companies that are making it possible for all of you to go buy bottled water. Don't 
get upset about the bottled water companies that are taking water from the planet and putting it in a bottle for you to buy. Because I'm telling you right now, you've got to drink water. You might get by without washing your clothes. You might get by with a sponge bath. But you've got to drink water. Thank gosh they're having it available. Have you ever noticed in Nepal when the first thing they did or in Haiti when they have these horrible national disasters with the climate that they're bringing in tons and tons of bottled water to drink? Thank gosh we have those heroes bottling water. Our planet is growing. The population in the last two weeks in the United States grew by 49,093 in just two weeks. The world population grew by 1,572,205. On the planet Earth, we now have 7,315,744,946 people living here that need water. Besides all the soil needs the water, don't cut off the spigots to irrigation to the agriculture. It's going to have a devastation. And the other thing is, is when you cut off the spigot and you don't have enough fresh water on the surface of the planet with your canals and your lakes and your streams and your ponds, the Earth's atmosphere begins to be punished. It needs to communicate with better atmospheric conditions when there's more fresh water on the surface of the planet, a healthier human life and life on the planet, it filters in, in, as, for a healthier water vapor atmosphere to live with. Always remember that so that when we're rationing water, we're rationing whatever, the health of life, we're also going to affect the water vapor in the atmosphere. Always remember that. Study that. Biologic aqua research, which I am the founder of, we've been studying water for 30 years in that atmosphere and your evaporation process. Was contacted many years ago by ophthalmology research to study the evaporation of the surface of the eye because that evaporation is out of control, causes blindness and vision impairment where people are not able to keep up with moisture, water, on the surface of the eye. The eye is 99% water at the surface. It must have the humidity from the atmosphere to be healthy. When we proved without a doubt the atmosphere is not providing enough humidity, we invented a supplementation to that. Nature's tears eye mist to supplement your eyes to be able to have the eyes for a healthier eye, to supplement the problem that causes dry eye is water loss. Dry skin is water loss. Dry soil, dry air, water loss. Always remember that. Dry means water loss. So you have to go to supplement the problem. At the original root of the problem is water loss. Nature's tears eye mist with just a mist with humidifying tissue culture grade of water, sterile, to be able at your fingertips with a handheld portable medical device to be able to mist with just a mist every day, any day, as often as you wish, all ages. We have thousands and thousands, if not millions of people who are convinced without it their lives would not be the same. 
It gives them a very comfortable way to live, but for a healthier nutrition for the eyes, to supplement the eyes. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, and we're going to be back with a very exciting guest today. I'm so glad he was able to take time out of his busy day, Dr. Neil Gregg. He's a professor of the Department of Civil and Environmental Engineering at Colorado's State University. And he's been studying water, fresh water, for almost 40 years. He's going to teach us a lot with what he's noticed and what he believes we need to do. We'll listen to our sponsor with just a mist, an eye mist. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Greg, are you with us? Yes, I'm here, Sharon. How are you today? Thank you for doing this with us again. Um, I really appreciate it. Boy, we've had so many people on here that absolutely worldwide, uh, we've had them from China, we've had them from countries of the world and from universities, and since you've been on, and today we're going to pick your brains. <laughs> but before we begin, Dr. Greg, tell us about where you're at, how you got where you're at, and uh, what you've been doing. Well, I'm a professor here now at Colorado State University, and water is one of our main focal points. Uh, We're always looking for the major uh, water problems on the planet and what we can do to educate our students and do research projects to discover new ways to solve those problems. And uh, I'm involved in that. Uh, One thing I'm doing uh, now is looking at the problem of nutrient pollution. (laughs) And then another thing I'm doing is uh, to start to develop a new book on what we call integrated water resources management which means how do you connect your um, water actions with the needs of society in a better way. Good so I have plenty of things going on to keep me busy here. Now, uh, when you tell, us, tell the audience about your other book. You've had another book out. You've had several, maybe, how many books have you written? I think it might be 14. And, okay, uh, the book, what was the book before this one? The one the, that uh, you and I talked about before was uh, Water as a Business, and the focus of that book was um, that it's one thing to have the government involved in managing water, 
and they do need to be involved in certain aspects of it. But when you look at the water um, uh, business as a whole, there's a lot of uh, opportunities for people like those bottled water uh, companies that you were talking about, Mm -hmm. people who make uh, pipes and pumps, engineers, uh, lawyers, uh, Mm -hmm. even psychologists, people like that. There's plenty of opportunities Mm -hmm. for private initiative in the water industry. New inventors. Oh, it's like what I do uh, with uh, uh, Biologic Aqua Research is a water company. Yes, that, you would uh, be part for of a that. specialized water, though we're the only worldwide specialized into the tissue culture grade of water to supplement the atmosphere's water vapor uh, to slow down that evaporation. But it's 100% water, and there, there, I know our offshoots out there are endless with more research. We've been talking with China. Now we're going to be talking with Me- in Mexico about how do you s- work with the supplementations to your people uh, of uh, the society of people in the countries to supplement the water vapor of the atmosphere because the water vapor is not as healthy as it once was that supplements our body water every day before we drink the water. Have you ever studied that, Dr. Greg, the atmosphere's water vapor's influence on all life? Well, we've looked at that in a lot of different ways. Many years ago, um, we were focusing here on um, artificial uh, precipitation, uh, seeding the atmosphere to try to increase the rainfall and snow. One of the ways you would do that would be to um, try to milk the vapor out of the atmosphere that's already there because there's a lot of uh, water vapor in the atmosphere in certain places, but as you point out, in other places, it gets to be very low, um, and that's changing. Kind of like all a the drought in the atmosphere. In other words, it's having its own out-of-control evaporation and becoming drier. Yeah, that's all true. Okay, there we go. Um, so you've been studying that, and I'm glad I asked that today. Um, and I always like this show, Dr. Greg, to be kind of spontaneous anyway, uh, like it where people can over-listen to a lab discussion. Um, I brought on Dr. Jerry Pollack, Dr. Pollack from University of Washington, who's in bioengineering, and uh, he studies the body water, and he has a book out called The Fourth Phase of Water in the Body, though. And after about our third show, he started studying more about the influence of the atmosphere's water vapor with that, and then he determined, I was right, that there's an enormous amount of influence with that for the body's water to slow down what might be needing to learn more about supplementations, what we could learn more with technology to slow the body water down. You're out there learning what can we do to slow down the earth's evaporation itself, right? Well, we're concerned about that, and that impacts um, everything from the way people live to food supply. There we go. Um, And, you know, when you look at the needs of water, uh, for people all around the, the world, uh, there's just vast needs out there, and it's, water is connected to their health, uh, to their um, nutrition, uh, to every way of life. And so um, there's, there's many connections between water and people. We're looking at those all the time, and there are some very dire situations, you know, people who don't have enough water to drink, and the water they can get access to is uh, dangerous to drink sometimes. It's, unsafe and dirty and 
So um, when you look at all these water problems, um, it, there's just uh, many, many of them. And your emphasis on uh, water and the human body is, of course, a fascinating, complex subject because the body itself has got so many different systems uh, that need to have water to uh, to uh, hydrate it. Uh, and you can see that pretty quickly if you are out here in the Rocky Mountains where we live. You go up hiking, you get dehydrated pretty quick, and pretty soon everything starts to shut down. So you can see uh, quickly um, what the effects are if you don't hydrate yourself. All the way to an operation and an operating room for surgery. Uh, they want me to study that. So that when they're uh, in the surgery... When you're going to do surgery and you've opened up where you're going to do your operation of the individual, how quickly will that dehydrate? Uh, because every organ of the body is depending upon the water table, the level of water balance with each organ of the body inside of there, behind that skin. And, of course, the greatest influence with the atmosphere and the individuality, drinking water um, is vital to that supplement, but you're studying outside the body in that planet of how do we learn with technology to encourage inventors, entrepreneurs to study also what is the technology of for Earth to slow down this evaporation, and then also what are some of the new ideas that may be invented for every uh, on the planet for individuals to have a safer planet for less water to be lost um, and you probably heard this morning on the news and I'll go, go in and out of this real quickly where ISIS just got, gained control in Iraq of a city where there's water and they made a point of that water so and that's the one thing out there on the planet you cannot sustain a long term anything anywhere of a culture if there's not enough water to be able to uh, supply what you're needing to do, uh, supply. Now, when you're out there in the world and studying what you just said with the integrated side, what did you mean by explain to the audience to integrate it? Well, it's a, um, it's a way to explain to people that when you use water for one subject or one purpose, you may... Uh, be affecting things that you don't realize. Uh, and one of the examples would be uh, the whole business of ethanol. Uh, we use a lot of um, water to irrigate corn, which can be then uh, turned around and converted to ethanol. But when you uh, use the corn for ethanol, it's not available for food supply. It's going to be burned in the gas tanks of our cars. It takes a tremendous amount of of water to um, water that uh, corn for the ethanol. And then you also are applying um, pesticides and fertilizer to the cornfields. Then when it rains, that washes off, uh, runs down the Mississippi River, eventually reach the Gulf, reaches the Gulf of Mexico, uh, where it creates a dead zone that uh, fish and, uh, and aquatic uh, life cannot survive. So the water decision to irrigate that corn um, has all these other different consequences. Uh, that's one example. Right. There's lots of other examples. Um, <clears throat> one just it would be kind of a localized um, example of, with the human body that you focus on a lot is that if people um, 
uh, have unhealed, unsafe water, um, then the consequences of, um, of that <clears throat> are going to affect their health. In many ways, it could be something uh, as simple as uh, uh, some kind of a stomach uh, issue that comes right. from uh, coliforms and bacteria exactly. in the water. So the, the person becomes sick, the person is not able to um, function well in a family or in a job. Pretty soon uh, they are maybe even lose a job. Uh, they they exactly. get desperate. They create a burden on the healthcare system. There's many many different impacts uh, from that one thing that started with the bad That's water. That's a perfect example, Dr. Greg. I never forget because when uh, years ago I'll never forget this one woman. She called me and she said, "Sharon, you saved my life." And I said, "What do you mean?" She said, "Well, you were speaking. I was speaking at a, a college and." She went home and told her family because she was always sick, but nobody else in the family was sick. Well, then when they started looking into the water, she was affected by the water. Nobody else in the family was, but she was. And when they determined it was the water, they were able to do something about her symptoms. There's a lot of examples uh, like that, and uh, people are concerned about all kinds of uh, issues related to water. I mean... One is the fluoridation, and it's supposed to help our teeth. Help our teeth, but it could have some other effects on the body that we are not fully um, concerned about. Another example is um, when we use bad water source to begin with in a city. You put a lot of chlorine in it to disinfect it. If the chlorine level uh, is too high in the water, it can cause uh, byproducts that could give people cancer. So to um, clean up the water, have pure water for health, requires a lot more than just something simple like putting chlorine in it. So these these are all examples of these integrated impacts. It just basically means when you do something that relates to water, uh, it affects a lot of other things too. So you have to look at it in an integrated or holistic way to have a full view. I'm glad you use that word holistic because that's where I come from. And I was in China in December and was the government scientist there and and, and uh, some of the, uh, other people in high po- in positions officials and they were saying too is thousands of years ago holistic side of everything was very important because that's what they had that's what they, how they survived and they were d- d- yes they had symptoms and problems but not like they're doing today today what is happening it's, it's almost like it's out of control uh, because we forgot the holistic side of our research, because the past is where we're, we came from, is that study of what others had learned, and then you take and balance that into the Petri dish of studying and do what you're doing, doctor, is and your team, uh, studying the whole picture of how we got where we're at. And with water, it's from the beginning of time, they knew because of their survival of, of, of their um, craving of the water at the time is what kept them alive. And then they learned very quickly there was something in the atmosphere of the air they were living in that became very magical to them. They, a lot of their beliefs and their religions went to the atmosphere, but they didn't call it water in the atmosphere in those days, except for when the water came down as a rain. They thought there was something. What, what was that? But we're going to listen to our sponsor, and we're going to come back. And I want you to teach us some more about what you just said about uh, the integration because I want to hear more about uh, what you think about recycling water. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Dr. Greg. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Greg, before we go discuss the recycled water, I'm going to bring up a couple of books that I think your team would probably like on um, the diet, and which means uh, everything there is about the food and how it's growing and out there in the world. Dr. Campbell has another book out. He's the one who wrote the China study. He's got a new one out there called Whole, W-H-O-L-E, on the new technology of your diet. And if eventually, if that takes off and people, everyone is studying that, the symptoms will begin to be more proactive, we figured out. And then there's another book out there uh, that the head of NIH wrote called The Language of God. He's not supposed to promote it, but he did write it, he's, and he's behind it. But what it is, it's more in the holistic side of our studies and research and our health. Re- health. Have you heard of them? No, I haven't seen those uh, books myself, but uh, they would both resonate um, in uh, addressing important subjects, especially if they deal with um, holistic issues. Well, you're right, and this is where we all need this coalition of network, because going back, I'm a believer of this. Whenever I've studied and I go into research on anything, I go back as far as my information can take me before I start anything new. And then I want to know where did they And doctor, we could almost say it's like an algorithm on its own because algorithm isn't just because of the internet. It began so far back, the holistic side, we call it. It's like when I was in China, they were saying I was holistic to them, the scientists there, because I come from the heart. I come from the soul. I come from the passion. I started this out so long ago with a, a, a passion of what was, I was so curious why in science they were not studying, studying more about the water of the atmosphere and the relationship to the human life. So I did that. But when you go back to the way back and come forward into the diet, uh, we, one of our forefathers were very magnificent about inventions but there were two things they did wrong. Invent a cigarette 
We're not a smokestack. It's a, it evaporates the body water so quickly. Anytime you smoke anything, anytime you put in your body anything that goes like a sip, like you feel like you just took a high, something that makes you feel like, oh, my God, I feel good with this. This is doing, there's a severe evaporation causing that. The other one they invented, doctor, is the frying pan. <laughs> because you've got to learn to do your food we can cheat and use a frying pan, but more commonly, it should be the, the, the vegetables and the fruits to be a healthier way to eliminate the toxin out of the body and let the atmosphere be a filter to you. So, but those books I wanted to tell you about. But back to recycling water. What have you been learning well, I've been learning a lot about that, and um, yeah. what we're learning is that as uh, water becomes more and more scarce everywhere, um, there's no alternative to recycling it, and uh, a place where you can really look at to see that is Singapore. I don't know if you've uh, focused oh, on yes. Singapore had, on the show, on. but mm-hmm. they um, are having their main water supply cut off. It comes from Malaysia, and so they have uh, no alternative except to find their water locally and recycle uh, wastewater. And so they're leaders in some of the technology for that. And then your neighbor to the south there, California, is one of the leading states um, County. recycling water. And um, it's, it's not a simple thing of recycling it into drinking water. There's a lot of different ways you can recycle water. Um, and so we think that it's a technology that's going to just keep increasing. We're going to learn more and more about it, and you're going to see it all over the world. It is. Um, I had the president of the Orange County Water District on. He'd been on 60 Minutes Sunday CBS. And so I called my program person. I said, I'd like to get him on. And he came on and listening to him talk about what they've been doing and with Singapore. They worked with Singapore with it. And Singapore worked with them, too, while they were all both trying to relate to that. And that is an exciting direction to go, uh, Dr. Grigg, is bring people together and let them work at it together so that when they're, when they're trying to figure out certain obstacles and, and money and all that they need to do and, and get the education convinced to the consumer and to the business community of why recycling is so important, they can do it together with others. Yes, that's true, and Orange County is definitely a leader um, on it. They're one of the first to have done that at a large scale, and people uh, look at them from all over the place to learn lessons from what they've done. And would you explain to our audience that maybe doesn't really understand recycling water, what that means? Describe to them what that means for Orange County and Singapore. What what are they recycling? Where where does the stem of the beginning of what, what, how are they doing this? The simplest way to think about it might be to consider uh, the water that comes out of your faucet, which comes from a city water utility. And in order for the water utility to provide everything needed by people in a house, uh, it ranges uh, from a low of 50 gallons per person per day on up to 100 gallons per person per day. It's a lot of water. Most of that water goes down the sink or the toilet or uh, the shower and those things like that. So it heads down through the sewer system that everybody is familiar with. 
And um, most people don't like to think about sewage water, but it's it's really a resource because uh, it it does have some contaminants in it, but it's also got all of this water which has been diverted from our natural streams, and it's very valuable. So rather than just dispose of all that uh, contaminated wastewater, you capture it, uh, you apply some technology to it to clean it up, and you can make the water um, which is cleaned up from that as pure as you want to. So you've got that, uh, that resource, and now uh, you've got something you can use. You can use it to irrigate uh, crops or lawns. You can use it to flush toilets. Uh, you can use it for... Laundry. Uh, <laughs> All kinds of things, yes. Every and so you can even uh, clean it up to where it's ready to drink again, but that's sort of the last loop to be closed. So it's a tremendous uh, opportunity to use that recycled water. Exactly, and, and uh, the cost of that. Now, uh, I never got into that, how much it costs. Do you, I bet you and your background have some idea of what it costs a, a location like Orange County and then that doesn't that include Irvine too? Isn't yes, Irvine, Irvine Ranch? Uh, yeah, the Irvine like, Ranch is there. Huge development. All mm-hmm. that uh, Orange County. And I brought up this to him, Doctor. I said, "Oh my gosh, I think isn't Disneyland in uh, Orange County?" He said, "Oh yes." I said, "Disneyland is also recycling." And they said, "Not only recycling water at Disneyland, but they developed a new um, entertainment uh, side of their." Uh, for visitors to come and learn about recycling water. So there's a, you can go, when you're in Disneyland, you go to all the rides and all these informational locations, but there's one that's a museum of teaching you what about recycling water. Well, I didn't know about exciting. that. I'd love to see that. Yes, I would too. Right. But recycling, now when they go to, I'm going to bring this up because you'll understand it. Uh, when they go to test the water to drink, the water's purity, when you say is clean and pure, it, it obviously it tests out just like a water that never started out with recycling sewage, obviously, right? Right. Clean yeah, and pure. Yeah, it, it can be um, as clean as that. But uh, often the water that starts out um, before we drink it is not all that clean itself because it, it's right. washed out of uh, watersheds. Uh, a lot right. of times those watersheds have got some contamination in it, and so the water has to be cleaned up a lot before you can drink it in the first place. Right. So we, we need technology all along the cycle of using that water from the mountains to the sea, and it can be captured and reused in a lot of different ways, and there's plenty of smart people working on it. You ask about the cost. One of the uh, problems that we have is convincing people that they should pay enough for their water uh, services so that um, we have the money needed to clean it up and manage it properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people don't trust the water from their um, regular uh, water utility, and they prefer bottled water, uh, which is great. I, I love bottled water myself. But the uh, water utilities um, need their support to uh, pay enough and appreciate it. Compare the, what you have to pay for your water bill with what you pay for your cell phone and cable TV and all of that. You pay a lot more for those services, uh, which don't bring you nearly the essential commodity that you get with water. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the main issues that we have in the water industry is convincing people to pay for it. That's something you just brought to my attention, too, and 
we're in the midst of some big projects going on here at our research center, and I really need, we're going to be filming a documentary on water, fresh water in the atmosphere and the body water and the evaporation, and we ought to get in that segment um, in the documentary that people should prioritize water in their lives every day, the money. Um, yes, absolutely. We'll do that. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up today because it's true. People cut costs for the pizza. They will cut costs for safety. They'll cut costs for all kinds of things, for those indulgence of luxury, fun, adventure, excitement, entertainment, even cut costs for their health for some entertainment. But we've got to start getting together on the planet, and that should be a really exciting movement for all of us together. Uh, they're trying to put a U.N. committee together for me on all of this um, that I, you've, I told you about that once before, uh, with a, a coalition of us around the world, getting better education to the consumer and to the world out there about how important the water is and the atmosphere. And understanding the body water loss itself, your body water loss. Dr. Greg, if I ever told you about this, and I bring it up quite a bit, I was a guest speaker in Upper New York to the Blue Mountain Middle School and to discuss water to the kids because they were going to be studying water in their next segment in school. So I happened to be in Manhattan for business reasons, so I did. I went up very excited. I was so excited, got on the train with my husband and went up the Hudson River. And uh, they brought the children in, in, to the auditorium. And fortunately, the auditorium was like a theater sitting. It wasn't just flat. And they wanted me on stage. And I said, no, 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 I want to be on the floor with two mics. So I began to teach them, doctor, about the body water they have inside of them first. And then as I moved out to the atmosphere that they're living in to be water like a pool, but you can't see it. Doctor, they brought more faculty in to the assembly because they were afraid the kids might get bored. And doctor, I need to tell you one. When we were all done, I let the kids ask all kinds of questions, and I answered those questions. When they went 15 minutes longer for the assembly, I missed my train. They didn't have to go back to class for another 15 minutes. Doctor, they stood up and cheered like they just won the tournament. They were, the approach to the way I did it was an approach for them to understand they're vital because they're personally water and that they're living with the atmosphere of water and the whole planet is living together because the atmosphere and the fresh water on the planet, and, but they are water. They never knew that. They never thought of it that way. And don't you believe with our UN approach and our directions to go with water that we need to start getting people more relationship to their own body with the holistic side of living with a planet, that you're walking water, living with water. People forget it. Did you find that with your everyday studying water? Well, yes, and the um, it, it, people tend to um, ignore uh, water problems. They don't think about their own needs for water. They don't think about other people's needs for water. And so people who are working in the water industry and business have a kind of an uphill battle to always bring that to their attention. And the way you went to that middle school was uh, terrific. Uh, that's one of the places 
where we can get the message across um, a lot better. And I'm I'm happy to hear that they appreciated you so much and. I hope you were able to get another train and not, and not be too inconvenienced. Yeah, well, <laughs> did I care? You know how I like to bend your ear about water, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. But And their questions were wonderful. But, but, you know, you're right. I've had on here the World Water Advocates. Uh, it's a woman's group worldwide. It originated out of Holland, women of Holland. And, of course, does that make, you know, I mean, of course, Holland. And we've had the Dutch head of waters on here from Holland, but anyway, this woman's group was saying where they're out there with the people, women out there helping other women with water in other countries. And I said, you know, really, where a lot of energy should be spent, Dr. Grigg, is with the children. Children are very influential. And that education is what I want that UN thing to do with what we're trying to do, is bring it down to, with a really good book to the kids to get them involved. And do you remember when we were young and we used to celebrate May Day with those May Day polls? Wouldn't it be fun to have a celebration of all the students throughout the world on the same day having a celebration of some kind of ceremony, of something about water? It would be a terrific thing. And uh, educating children and working uh, with children and young people is 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 definitely the way to go. Water education in general uh, is there's there's a lot of folks who would like to promote that and get more of it into the schools. Um, and so to reach the children, um, going through the schools and having the right uh, curriculum and and getting the teachers interested in it, uh, that's one of the first steps. Uh, and but then it's going to take sustained effort because there's right. so many different things competing for their attention right. in the schools. So unless we can accomplish that, though, we're not going to raise the awareness. So, we've got so, to do something. Yeah, we've got to do something. We've got to do something because we don't want it to get for 100 years from now to saying, you know, always at the end of my show, Doctor, I always say embrace your life, every special moment, and somebody else's too. But earth whispers, don't say goodbye and leave, leave something of yourself behind for all the children, for the generations to come to know you cared. Without the water, there won't be anything to care about. Well, all those uh, population figures you gave earlier, those are uh, growth of children on the planet, and it's especially the case in a lot of the country, developing countries where the uh, birth rate is so high um, I mean, the number of children is just doubling and tripling just uh, as we are talking practically here, and uh, they're going to be the future. So that, that they've, they've got to understand the, the need to manage water better. But you know something you just said there that I keep saying to everybody in the United States of America, we have to get serious here, be more proactive, not let it get to where it will be all our energy is distraction is helping other countries of the world. We're not going into our own schools. We're not going out to our own communities, pounding the pavement like what happened to California, Doctor. Doc, you know, the former Governor Brown built those canals, and he said in his statements, they put that thousands of do- millions of dollars into those canals way back in time so California wouldn't make a mistake. That's what he said. And look what happened. They cut the canals off to where the agriculture wouldn't get irrigation, 
Well, the soil is a species. The aquifers below became deprived of the water that it would receive through those canals because it wasn't get, they weren't getting enough rain. But well, what I'm it sure that former governor Pat Brown would turn over in his grave if he if he saw that today. I, I agree with you. I said I've said the same thing, and I uh, with with what they're doing to California, and 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 you look at those when you drive through California and see the cracks in the soil and how it's becoming sand. Well, sand is a lifeless micro microorganism. It is. It's, it's not not good for anything when it comes to growing uh, crops or holding the moisture, and uh, it's like turning it into a desert. And if you want to look at a place where water is really a crisis, uh, go over to the Middle East where people are trying to live in those desert exactly. countries, and you really see some urgent situations. They're We've in got survival. some students here from Saudi Arabia, and they were explaining to me the other day about um, what they are having to do to provide water for all their people. And I was amazed that um, they have all these desalting plants, right. and they use uh, a tremendous amount of oil <clears throat> to desalt that water. It takes all this energy, and uh, the, the cost of this uh, oil that they're using to desalinate the water is billions of dollars uh, every year. And it, it's just imposing a hardship on the country to, to go at it that way. But it's a good example of what you have to do if, you, if you're living in a desert. We only have a moment left. But what do you mean by they're using a lot of oil to desalinize the water? What does that mean? I don't understand it. Well, a big desalting plant uh, requires energy in the form of uh, heat mainly, or sometimes okay. pumps. There's there lots of different uh, users of energy within the system, but uh, heat would be the uh, main one that you would think about, uh, and maybe increasing the pressure as they push that seawater through those uh, microfilters. So when you look at the, um, the cost of desalting water, a lot of it is in the cost of the uh, energy, yeah. whether the energy is oil, petroleum that's being burned Never to generate maybe. that, whether it's electricity, um, whether it's renewable energy, whatever. The source of energy, uh, it, it requires a tremendous amount that to, of that to produce this desalted water. And so the desalted water costs a lot uh, when it comes out of the end of the pipe, uh, it's, it's still a, a useful thing, but people really don't realize how much energy is required to produce Very it. Very expensive. Yes. Well, thank you for being on again today. I know you're busy, but we I learned a lot, and I'm sure everybody else did too. Well, thank you, Sharon. It's well, a- we'll have you on again someday when you have a moment. If you ever have anything you're learning anything about, let's uh, bring the subject on anytime. Give us a call. All right. I'll, I'll be you. thinking about that. You be. You have a nice day, and you be well. You too. Thank Bye. you. Bye. I learned a lot. Did you learn a lot? Oh, I have to tell you, this show, The Power of Water, I come from Oregon, and I'm a, I'm a born Oregonian, and I never forget how lucky I am to be living in a state that absolutely, the, the, where we come from here with these beautiful mountains and I live in southern Oregon, in Grants Pass, Oregon, with mountain ranges like little valleys and the Rogue River that comes through here and the streams and, and the lakes and where where Crater Lake is at. You've heard of how beautiful Crater Lake is. It looks like it's an inkwell. Well, it's all naturally that color. And we there our lives on this planet together, 
must be like a, a team. We must have it together. But when it comes time for water, we cannot leave each other out. We've got to do this together. And as we learn from the show, and we've been in Kenya, we've been in Holland, we've been in England, we've been in all over the world, in Sweden, we, uh, we've been all over with the show, and we're going to do more of that. We're going to start bringing more of our guests on together that never met each other, but would have a chance to ask each other questions, too. Uh, we're going to learn more. But you need to know that the priority of your life is you drinking water, don't hesitate to buy the bottled water. Encourage the bottled water tr- companies to reach success, not success, because you need to be able to buy your water to drink not so expensive so that you can drink as much water as you can a day. And I'm saying drink one full glass at a time to be serious absorption. Well, I want to thank you for listening again. Uh, this is with Voice America, and we're syndicated with Apple iTunes and Healthy Living, and I could go on and on with who we are with. Come over to visit me at SharonKleina.com. Listen to my Apple, uh, at Apple iTunes. Come to my t- Twitter and Facebook to get involved. And we're going to be with, uh, working with the UN on our new committee f- future here with a people all over the world with us, scientists, so that we can get that education out there and be studying the water vapor evaporation ourselves. I want to thank you for listening. You have a nice day. Embrace your life every special moment. But Earth Whispers, don't say goodbye. Leave something of yourself like a legacy behind for all the children of the world to come to know we care, you care. Thank you for listening. Have a nice day, and you be well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.